There'll be no work done today in Sydney. A million of us are on the move, swarming into the streets like bees in the sun. No, weird. Australia. Joined in the studio tonight by Kate Carr. Kate, how are you going? Good to see you. Thanks for having me. You have the rare honour of being uh, one of the few guests that we've now had on the show twice. So there you are. So. <laughs> I don't know. Happy days. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, it's, a, it's a small pantheon, but uh, you are in that, uh, that particular esteemed uh, Hall of Fame. Um, now, you're here because um, we've been wanting to get you in for a while because um, uh, some time ago you started this uh, label called Flaming Pines. And uh, through that, you've released uh, uh, a lot of material. And we're going to hear some of that in the show tonight. Uh, and we're also going to hear something from um, Cameron Webb, uh, otherwise known as Seaworthy, who's going to be uh, performing a, a live track for us in, in a little bit. Um, we're going to have a chat uh, once we've heard some music, but we're going to start um, with a piece now from Dan Whiting. Tell us about the track that we're about to hear. Uh, yeah, uh, Dan has produced uh, a set of two pieces for the Rivers Home series. Um, the first lot of them came out uh, last year, and the next lot are due out, which which is the one Dan's on in about actually in about a week. So uh, Dan hails from the southwest of Sydney, and uh, he's focused his piece on the Georges River. Each artist was asked to sort of explore their relationship to a particular river so that's the one he's chosen and so he lives very much in the vicinity of this particular river yeah he grew up along the river um uh he in his sort of uh, he wrote a little piece about why he chose it he said uh you know there's such a duality with the georges uh there's there's an extremely urban uh element to it and then it's also got the the classic sort of sydney sandstone and gophera trees and and that sort of thing Let's uh, let's hear what he made of it. And uh, after this track from Dan, we're going to lead uh, straight into uh, a, a short live extract from Cameron Webb.
in the studio on New World Australia here on FBI that's Seaworthy and uh, a track from him titled Black Winged Stilt and uh, Seaworthy playing here for us because we have uh, Kate Carr in the studio talking about uh, her label Flaming Pines and uh, that particular track uh, from Cameron aka Seaworthy is going to feature on uh, an upcoming release Um, Kate uh, tell us about uh, the particular release that that track is uh, destined to be released on uh, it is a little bit of a work in progress, um, but but it's going to be a, a similar series uh, in a way to, to Rivers Home. Um, with uh, so it's sort of going to be a three-inch uh, single artist series, um, with each artist um, just just looking at a particular. You know, birds are so big in ambient music uh, that I thought uh, I'd just do these uh, these dedicated CDs to them. So I've asked uh, five um, people, and obviously Seaworthy is one of them. Um, to to have a look um, at their relationship with birds because so many of these um, ambient artists, including myself, um, you know, we do get really into them. So just ha- just have a look at, at the reasons behind that or a particular bird and what inspires you about it. And uh, Cam's come up with the, the black-winged stilt. Cam, uh, time to bring you in on, on this one. Um, did, uh, when when Kate approached you about this particular release, was, she, was it completely open for you to choose any particular um, sort of particular type of bird? Yeah, Kate was uh, very generous. She gave me uh, open slather on what I could choose, so that was pretty good. And it sort of was, it came at a, a really nice time actually because I'd been, um, uh, as well as sort of playing guitar and stuff, I, I do a lot of field recording and I'd been recording some black wing stilts uh, at the time 
uh, doing quite a lot of that around sort of some of the Parramatta River and some of the wetlands around there. And so uh, I've sort of been spending some time with those birds. So uh, it seemed fitting that um, I, I chose them for the for the piece and yeah. and sort of uh, you know Kate and I are working towards that. And so um, you know hopefully uh, later in the year the the final kind of series and stuff will will see the light of day. Now, of course, um, you, there are uh, an almost endless uh, bounty of birds to choose from. Um, but why, particularly, is sort of where you initially even sort of uh, focusing or, or recording on, on on them as opposed to anything else? Yeah, look, one of the reasons is um, uh, as part of my day job, I'm, I'm an environmental scientist, so I, I spend a bit of time around wetlands anyway. Um, and uh, one of the things that's really neat about these birds is that they kind of uh, you know, they're sort of very small kind of wetland birds that forage on these kind of salt marsh and sort of areas. And uh, they, they tend to sort of get together and uh, are very skittish as well. And so they're sort of flying off a few hundred metres and coming back to the same place and they sort of move together. And I kind of just got fascinated with their behaviour. And also it's pretty neat that I can kind of set my recording gear up in the middle of some of these areas and just Ooh. sort of wait for a flock of these birds to come back and hang around the microphone, which is sort of leads to some interesting results as well so um but yeah there's plenty of birds to knock off the list once i've moved past <laughs> these ones you probably know that you know that this is a recording for some you know sort of uh, sydney uh experimental label so you know they're they're all kind of sitting their mates come on let's get down here and make sure that we're we're on this particular release Stu, uh, i'll give you a list of uh bird calls and stuff for the <laughs> sydney region to to knock off the playlist <laughs> requirements of fbi if you like and is there a particular space because um i uh, have uh, do a little bit of cycling around um just the sort of wetlands at sydney olympic park but is there a particular place that's sort of uh is and there's there's lots of kind of uh, bird watching spots there is there a particular place that, that you kind of uh, gravitate towards yeah, look, there's a few places around, even even at the around uh, sort of Canada Bay and Five Dock. There's some areas, but mm. but Sydney Olympic Park, Bicentennial Park, and some of those areas around there are, are, are pretty plentiful for mm. for birds. There's some good wetlands, and there's some great uh, sort of hides and stuff that you can get into and, and watch the birds. And so, you know, if anyone's even just remotely interested, a, a trip out to Bicentennial Park and mm. uh, is, is well worth. Mm. Well worth it, and uh, you can hire you can even hire sort of uh, bicycles there, and you know go go around yourself and do your thing. Yeah, I think it's one of the good things out there is that they've sort yeah. of integrated the sort of cycleways and the wetlands mm. and stuff mm. like that. And so whether you're interested in birds or uh, frogs, there's plenty of green and golden bell frogs out there as well. So there's plenty to. Uh, to have a look at if you're not interested in the sporting events that are on out there. <laughs> so that must be uh, number uh, number six or seven in the release schedule then to do something on frogs. You think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, this this sort of environmental theme though is um, isn't just. Uh, native to uh, the Birds of a Feather release. This is actually something that um, you've been, this particular field you've been working in for quite a while. Um, and indeed, uh, the first release on the labels um, some time ago was the vinyl release Listen to the Weather. Um, and uh, tell us about that one, because was, was was that the sort of impetus in some respects for the label then? Yeah, it definitely was. Um, uh, I think I was talking about this last time I was on here, but but that was um, a project that I did for uh, a festival in New York. It was called the Ear to the Earth Festival. Um, so it, it was basically started out as a net project um, where I uh, where sort of the, the framework for it was um, pick, a, pick a, a popular song or, or even a more obscure song, but, but a more well-known song than, than an ambient kind of experimental song uh, and kind of incorporate that references water and kind mm. of incorporate that into a, into a new work. So looking at the ways that popular culture um, references water and how important it is to so many metaphors, but then also 
uh, how it is also used in, in a lot of experimental uh, music. But that, but how did that then lead into thinking? Well, you know, Flame, Flaming Pines is uh, is is the next obvious step in that. Yeah, well, uh, basically, I had um, such a good response to that project, uh, and and so many great um, pieces that that were submitted that. I kind of almost felt obliged that I, that I had to do not obliged, but I, I felt really motivated to to do something with it. And mm. I'd never uh, obviously put something out on vinyl before, um, and so I just thought, oh well, I got a good tax return that year, <laughs> so I thought oh, I'll just spend it on that. <laughs> so I did. I was, I was lucky because um, Taylor from Twelve K mastered it, because I didn't really I didn't know the full you know ins and outs of um, getting something properly mastered for vinyl, but. He did a great job, and and from there, uh, I just people approached me to to put out other things, and mm. I decided to put out my own um, EP on that label as well, on my own label as well, because it was easy, and it, things have just just gone from there. Because mm. it was the the uh, Burning Palms compilation, um, which uh, which came out, which was I guess the sort of first um, sort of free free release on it, um, and then into this um, Rivers Home project. Um, which uh, has been a series uh, that you've released the first part of, with the with the second part to come, um, uh, which we mentioned at, at the top there was sort of uh, asking artists to be in, inspired by their sort of uh, water that m- it's meaningful for them. We heard um, Dan's story. Who who else is both featured on it and is coming up, and what sort of you know associations are are they making with their so local environment. Yeah, well, I'll probably talk about the the people who are coming up. Um, there's there's four others apart apart from um, Dan. Um, there's a, a guy called um, Eddie who's uh, from Germany. He's he's written a, a sort of a fantastical poem uh, about the Rhine um, <laughs> and and. Exp- and uh, it's set sometime in the future, basically when it's inhabited by dragons. Uh, of so course, he's of course. He, he's done a very uh, sort of surreal set of um, I think it's five tracks um, that range from quite rhythmic to to almost basically one that's like a dragon squealing, harsh breath. Uh, so his has been it's been pretty fun uh, project to, to work with him. There's a Welsh guy who who um, he's, goes uh, by the name of Savaran, uh, and he's done, um, really you can kind of hear that sort of Welsh, you know, rugged landscape, uh, dark sort of sound in his, he's, he's quite a well-known uh, sound guy. He's uh, done a, a set of two two pieces. Um, and then there's Seth Christman, who um, I put out an EP of his uh, earlier this month or last month. Um, he's done the Rio Negro. So no, the Rio Grande. Actually, I always get confused <laughs> between which one. Uh, he's done the Rio Grande, uh, and and so yeah, they're all ready to go. It's just uh, I've got to get their packages ready in the next little while. Because you're making life very easy for yourself. Because you started, um, you know, with a with a, a vinyl project, and the Rivers Home project are all three inch CDs as well. Why did you choose the three inch format? What was it about that that you liked? Um, I liked the aesthetic of the three inch and then because I decided to do each artist separately um, it was a nice uh, just limit on on the time the mm. time they could do as well because I mean not everyone has the capacity to do like a 40 minute release so uh, yeah I, it was it was really just a matter of 
I thought they looked cute, and uh, and also um, they're a bit different. You know, not everyone does three inches. Mm. I've actually had trouble getting them played sometimes because not not every station is is set up to play them. Um, but then also, yeah, that they are only twenty minutes, so people can can have a a, mm. a lot of uh, fun in that time and and a good exploration of of what they're doing. But it's not too daunting. Well, the track we're going to hear next is from. Uh Darren Harper and Jared Smith, and is, is this also from uh, from Rivers Home? Where's Where's this one from? Um, this is a, a, an EP that they approached these two guys who are from the states approached me to to put out. Um, they they've never met actually. They they <laughs> met over the net and and started collaborating together. Um, I think one's from Colorado, one's from Florida, so pretty different spots. And um, the, their um, CD EP is going to be called Home. Uh, they're both actually, what you guys were speaking of earlier, they're both fathers um, and they wanted to look at sort of what home meant for them, exploring um, making a home with, with kids and, and in a community. And so this is what they've come up with. Great. Uh, this is uh, Darren Harper and Jared Smith. We'll be chatting again with uh, Kate and Cameron in just a sec.
Australia here on FBI with Stu Buchanan and in the studio I have Kate Carr and Cameron Webb and we're talking about uh, Kate's label uh, Flaming Pines and uh, Kate we actually talked about that track uh, right at the top All Natural um, uh, because that was uh, one of the tracks from the forthcoming Rivers Home uh, and that was uh, a track called In the Mists Across the Rhine at Laurelly. Uh, so you might have guessed that that's a, that's a German producer. Um, but uh, tell us uh, the, the track we heard before that from uh, Seth Chrisman, uh, and that's from uh, a recent uh, release of his. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it's from um, Seth's EP that's called Aether Drift Do You Copy, uh, which, which he, is kind of an interesting story. He produced it on a, a holiday to Costa Rica, uh, and kind of stumbled around, I think, after dark with his tape recorder, uh, recording snippets of, uh, quite a lot of snippets actually, of, of radio, radio static bits of radio programs, um, along with field recordings. Uh, and then he put it together, obviously, with his own instrumentation mm. uh, for, for the EP. It's been going really well, actually. He's got mm. some good reviews, and yeah, I think he's happy with it. And, I mean, it's, it's obvious that, um, you know, field recordings are sort of... Uh, intrinsic to this particular project I mean is that fair to say that, that all the releases will have uh, some particular sort of field recording bent or is that just something that has accidentally happened like that or um, I think particularly with the the labels environmental focus it, it is something that a lot of the artists who've wanted to get involved with Flaming Pines uh, have have turned to but but having said that no I mean I wouldn't say I'm sort of totally attached to to every to every track having having to have field recordings um obviously there's loads of good work out there that, that doesn't incorporate field recordings but i mean i think in the particular uh, little niche of music that i tend to move in um field recordings are, are drawn on a lot because you know they are a rich source of of sounds and they're really unpredictable so they just they they can offer your music a lot of things i think and uh, do you do you tend to find that um the uh the reviews and the sort of critiques that have been coming through are sort of uh, are sort of getting it. I mean, have they been sort of uh, uh, sort of fair to the approach and the and the sort of uh, impetus for the project? Are they sort of uh, getting behind it? If you like, um, yeah, well, I think I've been you know touch wood, uh, really lucky so far. With I don't think I've had a, a super negative review or well, a negative review for Flaming Pines so far. Um, in terms of like you know if everyone totally gets it, it you know music is it is open to interpretation like people i did a track for rivers home that was on you know the brisbane river flooding um last january well, the one before this one and people took a lot of different takes reviews took a lot of different takes mm. on on the guitar in that for some it was um you know a sign of hope for others it, you know they seem to to take it more as uh 
sign of doom. So, you know, yeah, pe- people, people have their own slant and, and that's a good thing. Uh, now we're going to hear something uh, before we uh, we're not going to let you go quite yet because we're going to hear something uh, from you called um, uh, coincidentally enough uh, after this morning's downpour called Thunderstorm and this is from a forthcoming release under under your name yep yeah? Uh, yeah yep um, I've got two things that are going to come out on Flaming Pines in the next little while um, one's an album it's going to be called Landing Lights it's actually going to be called Landing Lights after that the uh, a wet land in Rockdale Um Cam was talking about wetlands earlier, uh, and, I, and I picked this track to bring in because of this morning. Um, it's it's a pretty short piece, and it has a lot of thunderstormy type <laughs> sounds in it. So where can we find uh, where, where can we find all this on on, on the interweb? Uh, what's the address for our Flaming Pines? Oh, it's pretty easy. It's just uh, flamingpines.com. <laughs> and uh, some of the stuff there, um, for example, the Burning Palms album. Uh, it's available as a free download, um, yep. and some of it is uh, is available through CDs. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Uh, yeah, there's uh, the, obviously there's yeah. Burning Palms is free download, and then uh, the rest are just CDRs with uh, just yeah my own packaging and the record. Cool. Uh, now uh, after that, we're actually going to hear something uh, Cam from. Uh, your release uh, from last year with uh, Matt Rosner called Two Lakes uh, and the track we're going to hear is uh, Terminal Lake uh, tell us for, for those of us uh, who um, who might not have uh, come across the release before tell us a, a little bit about the, how that came together yeah Two Lakes was a uh, collaboration record uh, between myself and, and Perth musician Matt Rosner uh, who, who again sort of explores that sort of environmental sound and soundscape kind of uh, composition and, and we we spent a bit of time on the south coast of New South Wales uh, uh, around sort of a, a lake system just south of Ulladulla, which people have probably heard about. Uh, made a, a bunch of recordings there, field recordings and environmental sound, of environmental sounds around there as well as some instrumentation in a, a nice little lakeside uh, uh, place. And, um, yeah, sort of put together this, this album that was released on, on 12K in the U.S., and um, I guess it's uh, you know very much like the sort of music we've been talking about tonight. It's trying to sort of mesh together those environmental sounds with the instrumentation, and, and trying to you know have a bit of connection between those those two elements. And um, that was a great collaborative process between Matt and I, and we're we're uh, sort of kicking off another one this year, which uh, we're going. We we did one down on the coast, and this one we're going up to the sort of Australian Alpine regions. And so right. hopefully some of the work we do up there will see the light of day in the next uh, couple of years. I think what's so so great about um, this particular release, and, and also Kate with uh, through the through the Rivers Home Projects, is, is really giving that sort of sense of of geography, but also you know in in, in putting uh, the Australian landscape, uh, the sound of the Australian landscape, uh, sort of uh, out out there into a kind of broader um, you know uh, broader distribution, if you like, for people to uh, to to take of it. Um, what what what's been the reaction like to to Two Lakes and and as uh, in this aftermath? It's been out for a while now, right? Yeah, look, it's 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 been sort of people sort of fall into a couple of camps. There's there's people who are kind of are really uh, uh, really enjoying that kind of the sounds that we're creating and that sort of mesh between the instrumentation and, and the environmental sounds. Um, and particularly from overseas, where you know you take for granted the birds and things that we hear around here or we're familiar with that are quite sort of unusual to. To a, so friends overseas, um, a lot of other people too kind of said, "Hey, you know, I went for summer holidays down there, and it was like a different. It was quite a great deal of nostalgia, I guess, for some people around 
like you said, the geography of where we recorded that. Mm. And, uh, you know, while there may not be a specific connection between, you know, your, your school holiday type experiences down there, but there's still that sort of nostalgic connection, I think, with that, that sense of place that comes mm. with that, which has been sort of, I wasn't expecting, and it's been really kind of nice to hear mm. everyone retell their stories of summer holidays. I mean, with, uh, I mean, I know it's sort of early days, but within the sort of uh, environment in in which you're both sort of operating, and and with this sort of uh, broader kind of community of people that are doing it, I mean, it's very common now for us to, um, you know, uh, take a lot of uh, uh, you know web based data and kind of mash that together, and to be able to kind of place photographs at particular locations and stuff. And we must be sort of getting towards creating a sort of global mesh of being able to map almost any space on the earth with with a particular sound, you know, and 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 have having it sort of geolocated by by sound you know i mean we must be getting to towards that point you know yeah look we are time. and there's a few websites out there that try to sort of pull this together and uh, either in a long-term sort of data set if you like or these one-off kind of mm. you know world listening day sort of type experiences where people from all over the world are listening to it and one of the interesting things i think is that um you know i said before that i sort of was you know i'm a scientist and there's a big push of for citizen science as well for kind of the general public to get involved in the scientific process and and sometimes i wonder if you know the work that sound artists are doing out in these relatively obscure locations um might actually be a pretty neat resource for people who are doing some of this uh you know fauna surveys and and so whether it be the unusual bird that um Kate records uh, down a wetland, you know, one location that, you know, a bird expert can hear and identify whatever the bird is. And, and I guess that that's a nice, me- that's something that I really enjoy as well, is that you're bringing together that artistic element and, and sort of science and the environment as well. And I think that the two might form a really interesting kind of resource as we go into the future. Definitely. And, and I think, you know, we're seeing lots and lots of projects now where um, a lot of what was hitherto um, kind of you know, collected behind closed doors or shared amongst, you know, a sort of discrete um, bunch of people is now sort of being cracked open and shared more broadly. So it feels we're sort of just at the beginning of that. So. Yeah, that's right. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, hear from Kate, her track Thunderstorm, and then something from uh, from Cam from the, the Two Lakes album. Guys, thanks very much. For, yes, Stu, uh, thanks for, for having tonight. us in. Thanks yes. very much, Stu.
weird. They didn't want to tell anyone yet because this object was too weird to be believed. It was in the wrong place. No. Weird. Australia.